people who control the school system control the prison system and the whole social system ever since slavery. Yo, people, what's going down? You know what I mean? It's another episode of Echoes from the Void. And uh, yeah, lots been going on, right? A lot has been going on. So what we're going to do, we're going to start off with a couple of things that, you know what I mean? I just wanted to... Deal with And then we're gonna get into the nitty gritty Right Alright people Let's get this shit popping Okay Um Yeah let's Let's talk about this Alright so It's so Weird right The um you know, just think, <laughs> a few months ago, Tiger King was the thing everyone was talking about, right? Then, it was kind of like, yo, so did Carol Baskins kill her husband, right? And remember, supposedly, the FBI were looking into the whole situation, which... Yeah, after after that initial kind of comment, no one heard anything else, right? So you're thinking, like, what the fuck is going on with all of that? So supposedly, right? Um, yeah, the the zoo. <laughs> I mean, can you call it a zoo? The I don't know the animal mm, place. Because I I wouldn't really call it a shelter, right? Well, that. Which Joe lost to Jeff Lowe Well, he's been ordered by um, You know, the US District Court To hand it over To Carol Baskin Yeah, so now That zoo is going to be owned by Big Cat Rescue So this all kind of stems From the uh, I think the trademark infringement case That she took out on Joe uh, I think when he started kind of using Like images and font and everything That resembled her big cat rescue um you know imagery and font and all of that you know something that really didn't need to happen you know like he was asked to stop he didn't just went harder so yeah got sued of course he was losing that case and he was at the time ordered to pay a million dollars right um he's broke so yeah he couldn't pay it, so it's all been kind of going around as the courts and everything, and yeah, the final decision is they need to give up the zoo, 
But I think the weird thing about it is, though, right? So a a judge, right? Judge Scott L. Polk. He um he said, right, you've got to give him the zoo, but remove um you know remove your exotic animals so what like what does that mean you mean visit surely like wait aren't the tigers and everything like that part of the situation so he's like what's what's happening and what what's gonna happen? Like, can, like those animals aren't even meant to really be there. Shereen, so it's it's meant to be illegal to sell those animals and all of that. So surely, <laughs> if you're taking away the land, take the animals. Because you kind of think, what's gonna happen to them otherwise? Right? Because they already said, you know, Joe would shoot tigers and put them down. Right? And um, the other guy. The guy with the ponytail and the soul patch. You know, this is like saying that Dr. Attell, is it? Something like that, right? That he would kill animals like the tigers once they got older. Um... Because, you know, he only wanted the cubs because everyone liked to come and pet the cubs and all of that. So it's just kind of like, wait, what do you think is going to happen to these freaking animals? This is some bizarre shit. This is terrible. Oh, uh, yeah, just all weird. So, um, you know, it would seem that the FBI didn't find her guilty. Or did they even look? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so friggin' odd. So friggin' odd. But definitely not the oddest, weirdest thing we're going to talk about this episode. That's for sure. Alright, so, um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of just... Gross things happening right now I, you know It's just It kind of I want to say it blows my mind But then on the other hand it doesn't You know what I mean Um And one Like Something that's just Really crazy But I mean How do you even compare all the fucking Shit that's going on But um Yo I saw this, right, so, um, something, Micah Shafir, hmm, Stufa, sorry, Micah Stufa, I don't know, she's a YouTube person, right, um, so she adopted a kid, you know, she adopted a kid from China, and, uh, yeah, it came out just, um, you know, last week that she, uh, yeah, her and her husband decided to give that kid away. 
Richards is like, wait, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, they, they gave the kid away. So, um, yeah, in, I think it's September 2017, they went, her and her husband went to China and adopted a, uh, yeah, adopted a kid. So, at the time, because I think he's he's going to be five, so I think next week, or end of this week, something like that, right, so that would mean he was two when they did it, yeah, that that makes sense, so he was two, right, so they adopted this two-year-old from China, um, and like, you know, they said that, you know, they adopted him and he had autism and a brain brain trauma of some kind. Uh, but the thing is, all of this, Sherry, they, they used all of this to create content for their YouTube channel. Yeah, which is pretty gross. Ain't gonna, and it's like, it's by, um, fuck, what was it, I think it was Legions of Skanks, right, I remember watching an episode of Legions of Skanks, and they were talking about, like, they stumbled upon just this weird shit on YouTube, right, so you'd have parents have their kids, have their little kids on YouTube, but they, with all of those videos, so sometimes they'd be bathing the kid, or just all these kind of, when the, when the videos featured their little kids, you could see that there was a spike in the number of people viewing those videos, like a significant spike in that number, and the other weird thing is that these people would often you know, turn off the comments for those videos, yeah, so, you kind of feel that they know, certain type of person is looking at these videos, right, that it's fucking weird, it's gross, but, yeah, people use these kids to, you know, boost up, <laughs> boost up their popularity, so this couple, right, so they documented the whole process, and supposedly there was, like, loads of pictures and videos of her and, and this kid, you know, Huxley, on, on her page, and her Instagram, and all of that, like, these people are gross, I mean, it's, it's just, sickening, right, so, I think, so, right, what happened was, so, in, at the end of 2016, right, so, they put out there that, you know what, we're going to adopt a kid from China, they also said, oh, I think we're going to adopt another one from Uganda as well, which I'm kind of like, wait, what the fuck are you doing, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm sure there are hundreds of kids in the States that need adopting, so it's a bit, it's, it's always kind of weird when people, 
go, I'm going to take kids from these other countries. Where it's like, right, okay, so do you understand the backgrounds? Like, what are you going to do for these kids? You know what I mean? So there's that, right? And so at the time, they already had two kids, okay? Um, So they've made this choice to adopt the kid, right? So obviously, you would know, you know, the, the financial constraints and everything like that. But. They still ask their followers to donate money towards supporting Huxley's needs. You know what I mean? It, 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 that's gross. It's fucking disgusting. So they did that, right? And, like, they knew the kid... Had, you know, difficulties, right? So they even said that, you know, they found out that he had brain damage, right? And so they changed their minds about adopting him. But then God softened our hearts, so we decided to go through with it. It's just like, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Like, what is that? And after, you know, adopting a kid, bringing him home, they produced hours upon hours of new content, new footage, and plastered it all over YouTube and frigging uh, Instagram. And so, you know, during this time, they're doing Interviews and all of this for magazines and channels and whatnot, making money from all of that, right? But someone like people started to notice that a kid who was always in the videos, pictures all over the place, suddenly they stopped, like, suddenly there wasn't anything at all, you know, from, like, the end of 2019, early 2020, and so people start asking, you know, people started asking the question, like, um, yo, what's going on, you know what I mean, like, where's your kid, so then, right, so then that brought about a, a, a heartfelt video, Saying, you know, like we couldn't care for for our kid, and you know he had all of these problems that we didn't know about, that you didn't know about, but you had asked people to help donate towards the care of the kid, so you even didn't know or you did know what's going on there. You know what I mean? So, but but yeah, so they put out this video. But the thing is, right, they're using language like, oh, yeah, so we we rehomed him. And, you know, he's now got a, a forever family and all shit, like all kind of fucking wording 
which people use when it's just like, yeah, we, we, you know, we couldn't look after this puppy anymore. You know, it was cute when it was small, but it got older and now it's kind of, yeah, we don't have space. So we're, we're going to rehome him, send him to someone, you know, who can properly look after him. That's what it fucking sounds like. It's insane. So, um, you know, they're saying that, you know, they healthcare providers and all of this, like, came to them and said, look, you know, you're not set up to be able to give your your son all the, the help that it needs and you need to do this and you probably should send him to a place where he can get more help and blah blah that's what they're saying right so they said oh you know we consulted lawyers and we handpicked handpicked you know the family which he went to that's what they're saying which is Kind of odd, right? Kind of odd. But um, Ohio police have, um, you know, they have started an investigation. You know, they're going like, yeah, we want to know where this kid went. We want to make sure that, you know, their kid did go somewhere, isn't dead. And, you know, they're concerned. So, like, we're investigating this situation. Now, the thing with that is, right, if, you know, the, the, these YouTubers handpicked, if they cons- were consulted by all of these, you know, top-level healthcare professionals, surely, right, they would just go... Say, um, oh, I- I- excuse me, uh, you know, police officers, this is where the kid is, you know what I mean, like, here's the number, here's the address, like, yeah, here are photos, because they're saying as well that, you know, they said that, um, you know, We've seen where he is and he's having a whale of a time and everything is great and bum bum bum. You know, he's really enjoying himself and but all of this. So surely that so you know, they've got pictures, they've got footage, they you know what I mean? They know that the kid is fine. They know where the kid is. So why the fuck are the police having to do this investigation? Because if you've if you've housed him, <laughs> you know, you know. So you should be able to give it to the police. It should have been all been cleared up in the space of a day. You know, the police pop, f- call up and go, um, do you have Huxley? And they're like, yeah, 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 we got Huxley. And then we'll be like, all right, we're going to send someone just to check. Someone goes and be like, yeah, everything's fine. Boom, boom. They can collaborate all the information. If it's all legit, shouldn't take that fucking long, right? Shouldn't take that long. But these people, they sound mad suspect. So after, you know, adopting Huxley, they then had another two, you know, kids, right? And um, so this is like the weird thing. Because, yeah, also the, the big thing about Huxley is he can't talk, right, 
can't talk. So when everyone was going at them, going like, wait, how do you just give up your kid? What the fuck is that? You know, because they have also said, you know, she'd also said in a in an article, right? That um I think it was towards the end of last year too, that um oh yes, Huxley has, you know, needs, he's got autism, but you know, really he doesn't need any you know, a great deal of, you know, specialist care. You just need a big heart. Just need a big heart and all is good. So it's like if you're saying that, but then now you're saying, Oh, we couldn't like what's going on? In the space of a like a month, suddenly everything changed. But um yeah, so people were going at them and um you know she she came out and said, um Wait, 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 hold on, people, hold on, no, 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 he told us that, you know, he wanted to go, and they're like, wait, 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 I thought he couldn't talk, how, how's a, how's a kid who can't talk at all of this, how's he telling you that he wants to go, and yeah, it's all, like, the whole responses are weird, it's just like, you know what I mean, oh, he did stuff to our biological kids that, and it's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. You, he was meant to be part of your family, so like biological, like what? Are, what are you doing? What are you saying here? It's weird. It's weird, and it just shows the fucked up nature of people, man. You know what I mean? Like they made they made money out of that kid. Money out of that kid And supposedly, you know, they're saying that If they love the kid and all of this But they have You know, a scorched earth Policy, they've deleted Every image Every video You know Out of sight, out of mind It's fucked up It's fucked up So, yeah be interesting to see what the fuck comes of all of this. And then what will happen? Because what, are we saying this, you know, this is fine? This is okay behavior? <laughs> no. No, it is not. And, you know, there's too much of this shit happening. Too much When are people going to be like Enough is enough You know Enough is enough Alright so um, Yeah Let's get to The real shit Alright So Man I gotta be honest right All of this all of this stuff that is just consuming us right now, yo, man, it makes you feel so fucking shit, yo, it is, it's just like, look, we had, um, you know, the old, old Bree, um, he get, he got ambushed, like, uh, you know, Brianna, I believe it is, um, you know, 
She gets shot in her own home. Like, there's the guy to get shot in his home when the policewoman goes into the wrong house. Like, we've got all this shit that's going down. And then George Floyd. Like, you see that, and it's just like, wait, what's going on, man? Like, what the fuck is going on? And I think it's like, the fact he doesn't, like, the police officers don't get arrested straight away. Like, it's on camera. It is on camera. And they're not arrested straight away? What? What's that? You know what I mean? Like, huh? Could you explain that to me? I don't understand. You know what I mean? It, it took, what, five days for the one guy to get arrested. You know what I mean? And, yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. That motherfucker, for sure, he needs to be arrested. Right? Because, you know, you've got your, your knee on someone's neck for eight and a half minutes. Yo, while you're being told, I can't breathe, I hurt, I'm in pain, I can't breathe, please, please, I will sit up on the curb, I'll kneel, but please. So, yeah, he needs to be arrested, but. What about the other officers who were there? You know what I mean? What about the others who were there? Because they're complicit. Right? If you're with a friend, right? And your friend murders someone. You know, goes up to someone with a knife or a gun, shoots them. You know what I mean? Or, or is, say, in a fight and they're just kicking them while they're down. If you've done nothing to stop that, your accessory to murder, you will get charged. That's the law. <laughs> you mean that is the law. So these officers who are there, who can hear the guy begging for his life, you you can hear the people, the bystanders saying. He's not moving. Wait, he's not moving. They all heard that shit. So how are they not complicit? How is it they haven't also been arrested? Like, answer me that. So you, you know what I mean? We see this. And it's just, it's depressing as fuck. It's depressing as fuck, like, not just for just the humanity, or lack of humanity of the situation, but also, you think to yourself, how the fuck is, wait, how am I meant to exist in this motherfucking world, you know what I mean, like, how am I meant to do anything, right, because... It's hard enough as it is. You mean just going to certain places and, and, and getting racial abuse, right? That happens. 
You know I mean? it's, it's not like once in a blue moon. Happens on the reg. Right? Going for interviews. And everyone in the fucking room just stopping and staring at you. You're realizing that, oh, there's no, no other minorities in this building. Huh? And then getting false feedback. Like, this shit happens. I remember, you know, working in the NHS. And, um, you know, like, we're, pu- we ha- we're putting together a, um, you know, as a standard on disability. So we're talking to the the guys that had previously just put out the standard on race, right? And they're telling us, oh, yeah, we had to change questions because they did, they know that the answer, if we left the question how it was, the answer coming back doesn't look good. Right, because it was all around um, representation at you know board level, and look, everyone knows there are hardly any black people on the board in the NHS, and just in most organisations. Let's be honest, right? So instead of thinking we actively need to change this. They're like, all right, we need to change the way some of these questions are worded because we don't want to look bad, right? We don't want to be getting bad scores repeatedly, right? So when things like that are happening, you're just like, wait, what does this mean now? Because these people are getting these people are getting away with murder in broad daylight. <laughs> these people are videoed, and they don't care. You just see the leer on this guy's face. He doesn't care. He's being filmed because, right? Why wouldn't you care? Because you know that. Yo, your boys have got your back. This isn't going to, you know, get any traction behind closed doors. That you're not really getting into any shit. So, (laughs) let these fucking idiots film you. Because (laughs) you're untouchable. You're Elliot motherfucking Ness. So when you realise, wait, is this the fucking world? What is that? What the fuck? So, yeah, last few days, man, ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it, was, it was just like, fucking, man, every time I try to do anything, I'm just like, you know, this is kind of, you know, it's fucking... Just feel like shit. Just like this whole thing crashing down on you. Crashing down on you. Just not knowing what to fucking do. Like, is it worth it? Right? I I I was looking at um 
some of the We Are One festival, right, on YouTube, I figured, all right, you know what, let me, let me check that out, right, and it's We Are One, but every time they're going to, um, hi, I, I own this festival, I run this festival, it's just another white person, another old white person, and then you're just like, oh yeah, <laughs> I've, I've nearly forgot representation at these levels, at these organisations, again, you're not welcome, <laughs> right, I went for, a, you know, during this fucking lockdown, right, not allowed out, but, you know, I'm going for daily walks, right, so going for walks, yesterday, I'm, I'm out, it's, I forget the time, I think it's 10, half 10, something like that, right, so I'm walking, car goes by, and the next thing I know, just smash, just this bottle smashes in front of me, and I'm just like, wait, huh, like, for a second, I'm just thinking, who dropped the bottle? Like, what? And then it's just like, you know, I breathe. Then it's just like, boom, suddenly the realization this motherfucker's driven past, thrown a bottle at me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is happening? So now I'm walking around and. You know, it's it's dark, but you know, I've not had any issues before, right? So it's kind of like it doesn't matter. I can't really see, you know, a f- a few centimeters in front of me, because you know what's gonna happen. Now I'm looking over my shoulder. I don't even know why I'm looking after over my shoulder because it's not like I'm seeing anything. But it's like, if someone's going to throw a ball at me, what else is going to happen now? Like, you know, you just don't feel fucking safe. This is insane. It's insane. Right? And the, when you see the responses of people, that's some shit that... That kind of, you know, really smacks you You know, people trying to go Oh, yeah, racism doesn't exist And, oh, you know what I mean You're you're blowing it out of proportion And it's just like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, how are you denying Any of this? It's (laughs) It's crazy it is crazy. But yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I've I've spoken to um my good friend, uh, you know, Cindy, and that was always helpful. Like, yeah. But you know, you kind of think like who the fuck am I meant to talk to about all of this shit? What's going on, man? 
But yeah. That's where we're at, people. That's where the fuck we're at. So, you know, it just seems like, yo, some of this... Need to address some of this shit, right? Need to address it. Because... You can't just stand by. Can't stand by. And it's not about, you know what I mean, saying something on one day and that, right? So now just back to doing what we do. Nah. This is ongoing, right? This is an ongoing thing. And, you know, look. I'm I'm seeing everyone put up like black squares. Okay? I'm seeing like big brands put out their messaging. And look, I understand. I understand. I get it. I get it. Right? But you know, this is the thing that I've that you know does seem very apt, right? So Matthew Cherry, <laughs> he he posted this the other day, right? <laughs> and it yeah, it just seemed like yeah, ain't that the truth, man? It was just like you shouldn't have more Black Lives Matters posts than you have Black employees, <laughs> and that's so right. So this is the thing that gets me. That there's there's companies and there's people like putting out all of this stuff right now. Now, look, as I said, look, I get it. Understand, and some people are honestly trying, you know what I mean? Honestly trying to do something in this fucked up time. And I, you know, I respect that, right? But then you see some people talking this shit and you're just like, hold the fuck on. What are you saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, look, I've been to like some organizations, right? And the way they treat you, right? And the way they treat their other customers, it is completely different, but they want to be like, oh, yeah, we represent this, and, you know, Black Lives Matter, and blah, 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 and it's just like, you're dishonest, man, you're straight up fucking dishonest, because you don't give a fuck, and the other thing, right, so, you know, you're going to say stuff now, but then what? This is my thing. Then what? Because this ain't solved by a few messages on social media. This is an ongoing issue. An ongoing problem. Like, this in itself is a fucking pandemic. It really fucking is. So, 
what are you going to do, right, what are you going to do to combat the issue, that's my question, right, because after this point, like, you know what I mean, it just feels that people are then just going to forget it, because that's what always happens, it's what always happens, you know, people talk about certain issues at a certain point of time. During, like, Black History Month, you'll get programs put on stuff and do stuff, and then nothing. <laughs> you know? Then nothing. But you'll say at this moment in time that, you know what I mean, all this needs to change and we need to move forward and, yeah... Representation and ba 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 ba, and I question that. That's what I question. Go look. I don't expect everyone. I don't expect, and I don't need every fucking brand to put something out, because I would rather have it. In your actions moving forward Like there's some people that are Getting pissed Because this company Hasn't put out a message And this company hasn't said something And it's just like Wait, what? why do you, why do you need that? Why do you need that? Because I would rather have Them change Their internal HR policies You know what I mean? And give minorities More opportunities like up all, all this need is is a play a level playing field. Look, no one is asking f- for anything right now. You know, when I go for an interview, I'm not saying I should get this job over this person. Do you know? I don't know what skills this person's bringing to the table. I just want a fair shake at the motherfucking dice. That's it. A fair shake at everything. So if people are going to change their policies, boom. That's what I want. I don't need you to put out a motherfucking tweet. Right? You know what I mean? Because people are saying shit and it's fucking weird. It is fucking weird. So yeah, let's get to that, right? Alright, so <laughs> what I saw was um Leah Michelle. Okay, so and she used to be on Glee. Right? So she used to be on Glee. And so, you know, she did what a lot of people d- had done. You know, she um put out a message like um, you know, something along the lines of the uh you know, that, like, what happened in Minneapolis is terrible, and the world needs to change, um, you know what I mean, it's like, um, what is it, so, she said, George Floyd did not deserve this, this was not an isolated incident, and it must end, black lives matter, right, now, <laughs> one of her co-stars on Glee, 
were just like, you know what I mean? She saw this and was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, wait a motherfucking minute. And that was Samantha Ware. So she, you know what I mean? Brought her to task. You know what I mean? She came at her, which, yeah, fair play, you know? So she was just like, remember when you made my first television gig a living hell? Because I'll never forget it. And, yeah, so it seems that, yeah, she's not, she's not, she's been a bit of shit. Been a bit of a shit, to say the least. And she put out a statement because that's what you do, right? Put out a statement. And so she said, one of the most important lessons of the last few weeks is that we need to take the time to listen and learn about other people's perspectives and any role we have played or anything we can do to help address the injustices that they face. When I tweeted the other day, it was meant to be a show of support for our friends and neighbours and communities of colour during this really difficult time. But the responses I received to what I posted have made me also focus specifically on how my own behaviour towards fellow cast members was perceived by them. So what I find interesting is that last bit. You know what I mean? It was just like how my own behaviour towards fellow cast members was perceived by them. So it's kind of like not going, yeah, I've been an arsehole and I need to change. It's just like, okay, so they thought that this was... That you know, what I mean? it's it's not really saying that. Oh, I'm an asshole. I've done some bullshit. <laughs> you know, what I mean? before I start putting out messages, saying that, yeah, Black Lives Matter. I probably should, you know, look at myself and think, oh. How am I treating people? Do you know? That's not what it's saying. So, <laughs> you know, what the fuck is that? But that's the crazy ass thing. That's what's going down. You know, like, people are doing that all the damn time. And it is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's like, look, you you can, you know, jump on to this thing going around because it's like, you know, it's making people feel good, right? It's like, look, I'm gonna put out this thing, and people are gonna like it, and people are gonna retweet it. Damn, I feel good. Yes. Awesome to me. And then what? You know what I mean? Like, what are you then doing? You know what I mean? You're patting yourself on the back. 
But what changes? Sherry, what the fuck changes, right? Okay, so the rest of um, what Michelle said, which, you know, it's just... Ugh. Right, so she's just like... While I don't remember ever making this specific statement, and I have never judged others by their background or colour of their skin, that's not really the point. What matters is that I clearly acted in ways which hurt other people. Whether it was my privileged position and perspective that caused me to be perceived as insensitive or inappropriate, at times or whether it was just my immaturity and me just being unnecessarily difficult I apologise for my behaviour and for any pain which I have caused we all can grow and can change and I've definitely used these past several months to reflect on my own shortcomings well I don't think she's you know what I mean (laughs) Reflected that much Because Like Oh I don't remember ever doing anything And you know I never judge anyone of On their background Or you know their skin colour So why the fuck are you apologising Right Because that's basically saying you've, you've done nothing wrong You would never do anything like that You've done nothing wrong So why apologize? That's the crazy thing. That's what I was saying about Fallon last week. It's kind of like, wait, what does this apology mean? What the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? It's just like, it's sickening. It really is just... Some vile shit. Because you know, right? Probably what a PR person wrote this. You know what I mean? Because it means nothing. Like, what's the point of it ever saying it? Ah, it's just some bullshit, right? Some crazy ass bullshit. And it's not, um, it's not an isolated incident. It's definitely not an isolated incident, right? Oh, but there's definitely more, okay? I, the whole Leah Michelle thing, it, it really kind of reminds me of... So there's a video, right? Um, I saw it on Dane Baptiste's uh, feed on Twitter, and... <laughs> the the caption of it is hundreds of white people get on the ground and renounce their white privilege so it it's literally that right so there's the i don't know where it is but there's all these people they're on their knees and they've got their hands up in the air so it kind of looks like you know when the police have told you to get out of the wherever you are, sit on the ground and your hands in the air. So they're all doing this. And there's a guy saying some stuff and then everyone is repeating it. You know, it's like um stuff like 
you will treat your black neighbor the same as your white neighbor and then everyone repeats it and it's just like wait what what does this mean <laughs> you're like when you're saying well you know because yeah they do be like i renounce my white privilege and it's just like what what does it mean yuri you're sitting in some big area and you just say it what i don't understand because it literally doesn't mean anything like no one is going ah okay make note Sally Henderson has renounced her white privilege. Stephen Thomas, he has done the same. Mark it in the book. No one's, like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's about what, are you, what your actions are. Not that. Anyone can, you know, say words. And it does, it reminds me of that bit in, um, man, I forget what season it is. I think it might be, what, season three of the American Office? And, um, it might be two, actually. It's when Michael is going out with Jan, and she has kind of, she's spending all his money. And he's got, like, hundreds of like credit cards and he's asked Oscar to help him and Oscar's like oh you might need to kind of you know no I think it's someone else told him that he might need to kind of declare bankruptcy and then the banks can't come and take his money and he stands up on the desk and says I am bankrupt <laughs> and they're like Michael what are you doing that doesn't mean anything He's like, no, 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 I think it does. Yeah, I've said it. So, I, yeah, I think that's it. I think I'm. everything should be fine now. <laughs> and this is the equivalent of that. It really is. Because, look, it's what you do. It's not just what you say. Actions speak louder than words. Right? So, I... Hmm... I think it was, like, technically it was the second time I got run over, okay? So, I was in Alpington, which is a racist-ass area. <laughs> and, look, you, you, hey, a lot of the people I went to school with, they'd be like, no, it's not bad. Yeah, because you don't fucking see it. Because it's not affecting you. But Alpington is racist as hell. Which is the reason I would never ever live in a place like that ever again. You know, it's not like I had a choice. That's where my parents fucking lived. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, so I'm, I was on my way to work. Right? And um, there's like traffic jams. So I'm just like, alright, I'm going to walk down to the main road and I can get the bus and I should be able to circumvent this. So there's a side road, crossing the side road, right? There's a woman in a car 
I'm looking at her, she's seeing me. I'm kind of like, I indicate to her I'm going to cross because she can't pull out, right? Because there's traffic. She's blocked in. She can't pull out. So I step into the road. She slams her foot down and flips me over the motherfucking car. So I crash down and it's one of those things, you know what I mean? Like, yo, the adrenaline's just running through you because you're just like, there's that split moment that thinks, am I dead? Then you hit the ground and you're like, I don't think I am. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm dead. And so it's like, I jumped up and I'm just like, what the fuck? And then suddenly the pain hits. And I'm just like, oh, and I just kind of fell over. I'm like, ah, ah. and so the the road has now kind of cleared. She's driven off, and there's all these people looking, and I'm just like, did someone take her registration? Did someone get any? And everyone. Ignored me and walked off. It's just like that's how motherfucking racist that piece of shit area was. You know? But I bet if you'd asked any of those people, are you racist? They'd have been like, no, no, of course not. Yeah. So Sitting in a field <laughs> and going, I renounce, you know what I mean? Doesn't mean anything. It, 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 it's just <laughs> lip service. And it's, it's sickening, right? Um, there's, I forget who posted it, right? Someone shared a, um, another video, okay? Um... And it's this girl talking. It's this girl talking. Um, and basically she was saying that she'd had an argument with her friend. Right? So, she called him a nigger. Yeah. She said that. And she's just like, I'm not a racist. No, no, no. I only said it... Because I knew that would irritate him. And he was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> what? You know what I mean? She's just like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> How can you call me a racist? I'm not a racist. I just, yeah, I was like, I want to hurt him. And I knew that if I said that, that would hurt him and make him angry. And she's just like, I'm definitely not a racist. I only date black guys. I want mixed race children. So, yeah, I'm not a racist. And it's like, she's honestly just saying this. And she believes everything she's fucking saying. It's insane. You know what I mean? Like, it's honestly insane. Saying how people have no motherfucking clue.
right? It it it, it worries the fuck out of me. I ain't gonna lie. Worries the fuck out of me. Okay, so there's a couple of things, right? The don't make sense to me about this whole craziness, you know, the whole Joy Floyd situation. Okay, so now one thing that really is kind of like, what what was all that? What the fuck was hearing? Like just all of that. So. It's the Mera Petal. I, I, mean, I think that's how you pronounce it. Petal in Mississippi. Okay. Um, yeah. This guy. This. God damn. This piece of shit. This like just nasty ass. Person, how marks okay? So, with all the stuff he was saying, how the hell does he have his job? That's what that's what really baffles me right now, you know. I it doesn't make any sense there's you know when people are talking about the video and everything like that he came out and said he sees nothing wrong nothing wrong with it how the hell do you you mean how the hell do you say there was nothing wrong and the police Acted in an, you know, an okay way. Right? He's like, um, if you talk, you can breathe. If, if you're like, what do you... That's not the case. You can be like, I can't breathe. Jerry, like, you... People have said that. All the time, you know, like because before you're, you know, what I mean, you're completely cut off. You can voice a few things. You know, what I mean, when you've got pressure on you, you can breathe, but you can feel. You know, what I mean, you're just throat contracting. I. This is insane, right? So, a. Uh, so this guy, he wrestled for the, you know, WWE once, I believe, just once in a house show, and then he went on to be a a, a wrestling coach at a school, right? So he came out and and he posted an image of someone with their knee on his neck. And he he was saying all these statements, right? That you know, what I mean, oh, I, in all my years of doing what I do, like this position is fine. Anyone that says this is a harmful position, they're lying and blah blah blah. Now the school, 
because this guy's a piece of shit. He's like, you know what I mean? It's a straight up, no, you, you're talking out your ass. The school sacked him. The school was just like, we cannot have someone who has these views and these thoughts because he'd, he'd said a whole heap of other shit as well, you know? Um, like stuff about Black Lives Matter and just all of this, right? So the school was just like, yeah, this guy can't work for us because how can you have someone with those faults being around kids? You know what I mean? Like, who you can mould their minds. Like, stuff that they see and hear. They're impressionable. Right? So, they understood that having someone like that work for them. Just, yeah, it's not good. Because what else is he saying? Right? If he's saying that, what else is he saying? So, if that is the case with that, how the fuck has Hal Marx still got his job? Because he's the mayor of a fucking town. So, he's, you know, in charge of departments. He oversees the police, every every piece of bureaucracy in that place. And uh, I, f- I believe I'm right in saying that he can, you know, pass laws, oversee laws. You know what I mean? He, he's he got that power. So if you have come out and they're your views, you know I mean? you've made those views public. You're arguing with people online. How the fuck... Can you still have your job? It is baffling. It is baffling. Yo, it shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> yeah, it honestly, it shouldn't be a thing. You shouldn't be allowed. And I think this kind of speaks to so much, right? Because now, we know there's tests that you have to do when you're entering certain, I guess, certain employment, right? So, the police and, you know, office, they do, like, psych, psychometric, psychometric, I think that's the word. Hmm. But they do this, like, testing and stuff like that. But, come on. Like, how many people do you know that join, like, the police or the army? Because they're just like, well, I'm sick of getting bullied. I'm, you know what I mean? I want to have the power. Now, I I definitely know a, a lot of people that have said those words. You know what I mean? I remember I worked at a cinema, right? And, um, yeah. There was this guy that worked there. Oh, I think there's a couple of motherfuckers that worked there that said those things. You hear me? They want to be police because they want to have power. So those fucking people, 
you you let them into these certain positions and then they just fucking I mean they rot it from the inside so you've got how much and so the problem is sometimes because they don't they're not saying anything right so you don't know like you might have your suspicions but they haven't come out and said it they haven't bold faced just been like yeah these are my faults because you know they're usually a bit clued up to be like well i'm not going to say it on tape <laughs> you know what i mean not that dumb, but this, yeah, this piece of shit, this how Mark, he has said it, he has voiced those opinions, so, yeah, how is he still in work, because you have to then think, how's he overseeing stuff, right, what's his judgment gonna be on issues, because it seems ain't got great judgment. You know what I mean? Hasn't got great judgment. So yeah. It's um you know, like he said a few things, like um would be nice to get a few um I don't know, so, no, someone said it would be nice to get a few in there that understand reasonable force when it's needed and don't give the rest of them a bad reputation. So someone said that in response to something Marx had said and he replied, if you are talking about the incident in Minneapolis, I didn't see anything unreasonable. If you can say you can't breathe, you're you're breathing. Most likely, that man died of overdose. Like, huh? What? A man died of overdose or heat or heart attack. Video doesn't show his resistance that got him in that position. Police being crucified And Yeah We've seen You know The surveillance cameras Yo George Floyd didn't He wasn't He peacefully Went and got in a police car He's then dragged out of the police car Right, so it's weird. So they first when he's on the street, they put cuffs on him, walk him to the police car, take him off, put him in. Then they dress, drag him out the car, put cuffs on him again, and that's when he's put on the ground. So yeah, the these statements, they're just fucking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then he's like, since we don't know the full story of what happened before the video started, it's impossible to know why the police remained in that position. Again, the officers were not restricting his breathing. And we all know he died just after that video. 
Well, no, during that motherfucking video, right? So, yeah, what's happening with Karl Marx? That's my question, because, you know, the inability for people to act is, in part, why the world is burning right now. You know, look, I can't say it for certain, I can't say it as a guarantee, but it is my thinking that if those officers had been arrested straight away, right, we probably might not have all of this, what is currently going on, because people would go, Good, justice is being done. But how can anyone, how can anyone say that? You know, like, um, like, mm, when did this happen? So I think this was two years ago. Okay, so a Muhammad Noor. Okay, so he's a he was a Somali American Minneapolis police officer. Okay, so he he shot a woman when him and his partner went to investigate a situation at night. Now, he the, the, supposedly what happened this woman had called the police but they didn't know that and she suddenly appeared out of the darkness and he thought they were being ambushed and he shot her and unfortunately she died you know it was a a, a, a fatal um gun wound so he got 12 years in jail 12 years in jail for that now I'm not saying that's that's right or that's wrong, right? It's because there's a lot about this case, you know what I mean? There's complaints about how it was handled and everything like that. And I know he has just filed an appeal. But that happened. So you're kind of like, how is it if if he's, you know... If he went to jail for 12 years, how is it that these four officers that participated in the murder of George Floyd, how, how is it there, you know what I mean, it took five days for one of them to be arrested, you know, they, they were just sat. How do you just sack them and that's it? If it wasn't for the uproar, hearing like that, the one, he probably wouldn't even have been, well, let's just face it, he wouldn't have been arrested. You kind, you even think if that video hadn't have got out, would they even have been fired? I, you know what I mean? I highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. And this is the issue. This is the one of the big issues. It's like there's one rule for one 
another for, you know what I mean? A minority. And that's fucked up. It is fucked up. I also think the, the another thing that is just extremely worrying is the autopsy reports. Right? So look, we know George Floyd had the knee on his neck for eight and a half minutes. And I think it's like after six minutes, he'd stopped breathing. But yeah, that knee stayed there for another two and a half minutes. Right? So everyone's just like, yeah, that's how he died. So there is an autopsy. Now, the autopsy the state got, they said that, you know, the death... Yes, I think they class it as homicide, but they said it was, um, uh, you know, it, uh, I think, what did they call it? Cardiopulmonary arrest, right? And, um, and some other things. So they're like, it, you know, it's the pre, um, Existing medical issues Which caused his death Essentially But The Floyd family Got another autopsy And they're just like No It's He died from the knee on the neck He died from the asphyxiation Um And you know, it, 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 it's like, uh, I think the, the, the state's coroner is supposed, said they're going to get some more testing or something like that, right? Um, you know, they also indicated, you know, there was drugs in the system. Now, the family's autopsy is just like, no, there was nothing else. There is no other reason he would have died. He was healthy. And any other test, it's not going to show you anything because the pressure is no longer there. But from the abrasions on George Floyd's face, you can that indicates the amount of pressure that was applied to his head. There's other, you know what I mean? Because if there wasn't really any pressure, there wouldn't be cuts. So there's that. But now the big thing is what do you do about that? You know, like what do you do about those two contradictory in part autopsies? Now I would imagine you probably you might have to get a third one done by someone completely impartial. But, right, so just say that happens. And it is found that the state coroner, they gave some bullshit information. What the fuck do you do? Because that, do you mean, like, how many other times have they done that? You know what I mean? To suit a narrative. 
That's worrying as hell. So, what's going to happen? Like, you mean, what are you going to do about that? Because these are the things that I find concerning. Because unless these matters are addressed, you know, people in power making horrendous statements, people in power giving findings that just aren't true, that's all part of the problem. You know, when people talk about, you know what I mean? Systematic racism. This is it. Because it's a system, it's an infrastructure that has been set up to hold people back. To stop, you know, just justice being done. So you need to tear down that infrastructure. You need to make all of those changes. As if, unless you do that, how is anyone safe? How does anyone feel like they can? I mean, they can just do what they want to do. They can live their life. It's. It's concerning. It's fucked up. It's just. Man. You know. So. Look. Everyone's talking about certain things. On social media. Everyone's using hashtags and stuff like that. But I want these things. Addressed. Because they're not. And you're, you're, you're seeing now, you're just seeing videos of police attacking protesters. It's, it's insane. It's insane. And you know, because it's like, look, remember the, you know, the woman in the park, right? Who um, made the bullshit phone call to the police. Right through that video, they they found out who she was. Her works actor. You know, so if if you can do that, right? You you know, you can recognize people from video. So are people going to look at these videos? Look at the police who are just without provocation attacking people. Are they then going to sack those people? Do you mean, do, do, do those police lose their jobs? Because, look, they're doing these things. Thinking, yeah, they're untouchable. They can get away with it. It doesn't matter. And then, you know, you can put this piece of shit that used his knee to kill someone. You can put him in jail. But what about the rest of them? What about the rest of them? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
They're the real answers that that we need. But who knows what's gonna happen, right? Who knows what's gonna happen? Because I have no answers. Hearing I'm voicing questions, but I have no fucking answers. Okay, so um yeah, look as I said, look, I don't have the answers. I'm just saying you know what I kinda yeah, what I've been thinking over the last few days, but you know, right, let's move on and uh you know finish all of this shit up. Alright? So let's do that. But just because the conversation is ending here doesn't need to end, alright? Cool. Okay, people, so, um, you know, chin check this week, we break down Woodley v Burns, that crazy-ass fight card, and then Submission Underground 14, you know, Craig Jones against Wagner Roche, man, two nights, two Really good events, so uh, yeah, once you're done with this, a good way to just, you know, <sighs> relax, you know what I mean, um, yeah, check that out, and uh, pass it on to your peoples, alright, cool. Okay, so this week I checked out Breeders, which is a, well, it's one of these shows that seems to be the thing right now, right? A lot of American-British um, collaboration shows are appearing, which makes sense. You're able to do something, get great casts, and uh, split those costs. So this, is, I think it's a collaboration between the BBC, uh, FX, um I think Sky may have been involved somewhere. Uh, but yeah, it's got a very impressive team involved. You know, we've got um, Chris Addison and um, Simon Blackwell, who were involved with Peep Show and The Thick of It. And then there's Martin Freeman, who's been in, like, just... So many awesome programs. I mean, and and something that always just came to mind, you know, what I mean, when I was watching this was The Robinsons, which is a series he did. I think it was just after The Office, um, which was great. Um, but yeah, so they created this, uh, and the cast, really good cast. So we got Freeman playing. One of the main characters, Paul uh, Daisy Haggard Who plays Ali His partner um, we got George Wakeman That plays their son, Luke Jada Ailes Who plays Ava Their daughter um, Michael McKean Who's Ali's dad Michael uh, Stella Gonnett Who plays Lee, Ali's mum Joanna Bacon, um, who plays 
Jackie Paul's mum and Alan Armstrong, who plays Jim Paul's dad. Add in like um Patrick Ballady, who's Darren, um, Paul and Ali's friend and Ali's boss. Uh, so um yeah, and I guess Tim Steed, they're two characters that kind of crop up a lot. Um, and Tim plays Carl, who's uh, Ali and Paul's neighbour. It's ten episodes. They're about thirty minutes an episode. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, the premise of the show is it follows you know the two parents, Paul and Ali, as they raise their young children deal with aging parents and aim to maneuver through the ups and downs of middle age marriage and careers it's also partially based on uh, freeman's experience of uh, raising his own kids so um i think the one thing you find a lot of the time with shows that have people with kids Like stuff like Outnumbered And I don't know Just things like that right It's They're usually a little bit over the top You mean over the top in Like either, Like nothing goes wrong Or the things that go wrong Are just stupid things Right they're all stupid things, but there's nothing ever serious, and I don't know, everything's just a bit, does it really go like that, really, it's that clear cut, it's, you know what I mean, um, and that's just always the problem I have with those sort of shows, um, and also, like, it, everyone always loves the kids, Right, everyone they love the kids. Now, sometimes they'd be like, "Oh, I'm angry at you," or "I'm not talking to her," but it always feels a little disingenuous. You know, what I mean, it is. It's not real anger. It's not real hate. And it has to be like, mm, "Okay, fine, whatever. I'll buy it." But in this, we've got, you know, so both parents are. They're just like easygoing, normal. But yeah, there's also they shout at their kids. And yo, know, they shout at the kids. Yeah, like the in it must have been interesting filming this because they're actually just go, shut the fuck up, you little bastard, and you're just like, okay, <laughs> what the hell the fuck they filmed that, because the kids aren't old, so it's just like, hmm, are you allowed to, like, do they put earbuds in the kids' ears, or do you have to film it, and then you dub in the swear words, I think I heard that, um, when they were f on the filming of a certain thing, but I can't remember, but, you know, I, maybe I forgot, who knows It's easy for things to slip the mind, right But, um, yeah, it, it, it's that element That makes it a bit more You know, realistic You know what I mean? Just because, yeah, you realise Not all parents are just like Oh, everything's fine, boom, boom, boom You know, shit happens So, that's cool 
right? Just to have that uh, in the mix. I mean, you do, like, there are things because I think it's with the, the, the amount of rage that is thrown, you're a bit like, mm, okay, that might, it, it might be a bit too much, right? Might be a bit too much. It's, and mm, I think it's because it's the frequency, right? And being this is like a half an hour show and blah, blah, blah. So they're showing us stuff, but they're doing it in this kind of, you know, this way that you're seeing these things happen and they're happening. It looks like they're happening all the time. Now, if if it happened all the time, you'd think, okay, there's, well, yeah, something needs to kind of get done about that. Because that's just weird. <laughs> you know, that's just weird. Because I don't think anyone is going to look at their partner and be like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> you know, um, which does kind of make the end of episode one. Yeah. You'd have that more under that make you definitely get why it would go there, but then you kind of thought it wouldn't stop there, right? Uh, so yeah, it's it's about like mm, now if that kind of thing happened in a blue moon, then you'd be like, okay, fine. I think it would be easier to be like. Yeah, that makes more sense. That makes sense. I can see that happening with that frequency, right? Um, but I, I guess, you know, the show is interesting. And I do like it. It's got some sharp dialogue, which, <laughs> you know what I mean? When, when you look at the fact that you've got... Um, a dude from Peep Show and a dude from fucking the thick of it. Yeah, having that sharp, that quick-witted dialogue, that snappy repartee. Yeah, yeah, you're like, obviously, yeah. But they're great shows where you see it, right? Um, But uh, I think... One of the issues with this, there's like, the acting's solid. The acting's really good. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I think an issue is, it's that connectivity. Because you're watching it, and, like, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, no, that was funny. That That was amusing. But... There, there's there's a but involved, right? Because you're kind of like it doesn't seem like I don't know the the relationship between Paul and Ali. It doesn't quite seem at times like a couple. Right, it just seems two people, f- like, you know, exchanging some whippy di- witty dialogue rather than that. And so, yeah, uh, there's certain relationships that feel a bit artificial. And that's 
one of the issues of this. I think a lot of the interactions between like the cast and other people that often works a lot better. And you're like, ah oh, yeah, that that's that's good. You know, like um I guess Paul talking with his boss at work or Ali talking with hers. You know, that's a, that a lot of the time, yeah, that feels like, oh, yeah, no, those feel like real conversations. And, yeah, I've, you know, I've done, I've done that. I've been in that, blah, 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 you know. Um, so, yeah, you, you've got those. But, yeah, it is just, you know, that artificial kind of feel at times, kind of just throws you out, you know, like, um, so the, the first episode, I watched it on Now TV, you know, it's like, it, it, you know, I think this started in March, but I'm like, eh, I want to wait for it all to play out before I even bother starting, so I waited, um, I think when it aired, the first two episodes aired back to back, uh, which... I don't know. I kind of feel because, like, sharp writing, good acting, and all of that, it is still dealing with stuff and the stuff we're seeing. For the most part, not all of it, for the most part, it's kind of, yeah, it's stuff that we've seen before. You know what I mean? Like, the first episode is them trying to get the kids to sleep and the kids won't sleep. So then they're trying to make deals between the two of them. Is like, all right, how are we going to cope with this? Who's dealing with them? All right, let's take turns. Like, you know what I mean? You sleep for an hour and a half. I'll sleep for an hour and a half. Bum, bum. We'll do it like that. Bum. You know? And it all ends with, like, a, a perceived death threat. Right, and we, yeah, and it's just like, uh, really? And it was just, because you've got that kind of thing where it's just like, wait, wait, who would make that phone call? Like, really? Really, who's making that phone call? You know what I mean? Because you think that shit would only come if you're kind of seeing your partner hit, or, you know, and that's what I mean about the frequency of the shouting and the swearing, because if it's every second, then you think, okay, yeah, but then there'd be more conversations on that, right, so you, the way the first episode ended, it was kind of like, it's a little much, but I see why they did it, because they're like, oh, it's funny, blah, 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 and then the second episode is, you know, the, the whole thought of trying to get the kid into a better school. Um, so then you're you're playing with the whole fact of, oh, there's this perfect couple and, oh, we think their kids are going to, tr- they're trying to get their kids in. Because they're looking at a house that's closer to the school. Right, how can we scupper that? Along with the whole... Oh, but, oh, this school's better for this, but it's not good on creativity. 
oh, like, what do we want from our kids? Bubbum, I want this, I want that. And then they both look in, look in to themselves and think, oh, how was it? Oh, I, I lost this from doing that, and I lost this. And then you come together and we're like, oh, let's bah, bah, bah. You know what I mean? And it's that, and it's just like, I mean, it's fine. But we've seen it before, right? We've, we've seen it before. Um, so it's all a bit like, yeah, okay. You know, the parents are fine, but then the parents are doing shit that kind of like, all right, it it because, you know, normally... In these sort of shows, yeah, you 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 don't have people questioning the parents, right? And then just when the parents go, they talk to each other and going, "Oh, it's a bit much, wasn't it?" Oh, yeah, it was. And in this one, you're thinking, okay, we might get a bit more, you know, just like, wait, what the fuck did you just say? But we don't, which is just a bit like, ah, that feels a bit of a letdown. Because, like, if you're going to show the shouting, you know what I mean? If you're going to have the swearing at the kids, you should at least have, uh, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> That's a shitty thing to say. And you need to, you know, you just shut the fuck up. So it would have been good for that. You see a little bit of it with the interactions with Michael, Ali's dad. Not really with any of the others, you know. And that seems a bit like, eh. That was a missed opportunity to have some fun. And actually just that, bring that realness to that aspect of it. Uh, episode 5. God damn. That episode five got dark. <laughs> episode five really got dark, and the crazy thing is, uh, you know, I've definitely been there. <laughs> Getting run over ain't fun. <laughs> I can assure you on that front. But we see that. But then the way everyone crosses the road after that point. Yeah, no one's really looking. You're just seeing everyone just step out. And it's a bit like, huh, surely you'd have people. Because, yeah, after you know it happening, I'm trying to keep an eye on things a lot more. But, you know, it is what it is. Then it happens again a year later. And you're like, huh, what's going on? I don't know. Fuck. Um, but, yeah, so, so there's that. Ah, you know, like, and episode 11, yeah, another dark episode that kind of ends on this weird kind of flatness that's a bit like, well, that was an odd one, really, wasn't it? Like, it doesn't feel like an ending, it doesn't feel, and I don't really care, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't really care, like... We see different stuff as well. So, like, the, we see some kind of therapy in there. And, yeah, you know, the whole idea of Paul shouting and squaring at the kids and the anger. Because he does address it. Like, talking with other people. Like, he talks to his dad. He talks to... um. I want to say he talks to a friend. I can't quite remember now, though. 
But he does address the anger and shouting at the kids and going, ah, you know what, I love them, I'd do anything for them, but they really just irritate me. And it's just like, ah, I think, you know, I don't know if I can, you know, because, you know, as kids, we didn't process emotions that well. I I don't think I, I have a hand on it. Uh, yeah, and it's something, blah, blah, blah. And you see one attempt at therapy. Well, it's not even an attempt. You know what I mean? It's just like in, straight away walking out. But that was it, which then in itself felt a bit weird to throw it out there, but then nothing, right? Which, but then we get the cliffhanger. It's not a cliffhanger, but the end of the series, right? So we have that, which is then the obvious lead into two. But it's just a bit like, ah, yo, there's certain things that could have been addressed more. Certain things that could have been pulled a bit back. I don't know. Like, it's a weird one because, yeah, I thought it was okay. I didn't mind the show as a whole. But, the, yeah, I think the biggest thing that ju- really jumped out at me was some of the artificial elements of it. And even though the dialogue, the dialogue was great. Again, you still have these moments that felt a bit like, ah, like it's f- it, it, it's good, but it doesn't feel like it fits this situation. Like, there's a bit of, um, the dad is looking after Ava, the daughter, and she's like, I want chicken nuggets, but then you have him repeatedly be like, I don't even know what chicken nuggets are, and then when he meets up with his wife and the others, he's like, she wants chicken nuggets, I don't know what chicken nuggets are, and it's just like, you can have people go, I feel, I, I've never had that, but to the whole, I don't know what chicken nuggets are, does feel a bit like, mm, really? You know what I mean? Because it's just shit that's on TV. You walk past billboards, you walk past bus stop signs, you walk, there's so much. It's mentioned so much. So, so, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you'd have an understanding, right? But then just the way it's being talked about, it's just like, ah, well, the joke's kind of gone, right? And also, no one's really buying it. It doesn't, it, it, you know what I mean? It wasn't kind of played that well. Like, there are some great moments here. As, so, don't get me wrong, yeah. There's some great moments. There's some really nice interactions. There's bits that work really well. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I think... And a show that, because yes, look, this isn't terrible, right? And I would say people that are fans of, um, probably, I guess, just anything like this, right? You know what I mean? Like any any series similar to this kind of thing, that whole parent kid dynamic. I mean, what, um, there was a new show that just started on, uh, Netflix recently, Black as Fuck, right, so you've got that, 
um, stuff like Blackish. But I, I think the biggest one, catastrophe. How catastrophe is it's awesome. I think we we've talked about it in previous episodes of the uh, of the podcast. And yeah, if you're a fan of that, I think you'd like this. But on the flip though, I think Catastrophe got it perfectly. Right? Because they had those witty back and forth. They showed the frustration and the anger at the kids. But they were able to get in there with um just that 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 sentiment right you you looked at it all and it felt real right it felt like um these people loved each other but just get frustrated at times you know it felt like um yeah delaney and hogan were in a situation together where this doesn't quite, right, doesn't quite, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's good, it is good, so, uh, I don't know, if that sounds like your kind of thing, then you probably want to check it out, I have seen a lot a lot of like parents go, oh yeah, uh, and I watched that bit and it really triggered me because I've been in the same situation. And it's just like, listen, okay, let me just point it out to you. Even motherfuckers without kids get it, okay? I don't think having kids makes you the uh, the bastion of all on this shit. I think the biggest thing is, like, if you don't have kids, you can go, I'd never do. But it's not until you're in a situation that you're like, okay, yeah, I, I would smother them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would smother them because I hate them. Or it's just like, oh, I'd be very disciplined when you not no. You will crumble like a motherfucker, right? That's the only thing. But understanding situations, anyone can fucking do that. It's not rocket science, okay? Like, you opened your legs and you coughed out a little piece of shit. That's all you did. That's all you did. Now you're trying to figure everything else out. A life. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway... um. Yeah, check it out if you, uh, you know, like the sound of it. Great cast, really good writing, uh, you know, there you go. All right, breeders. Okay, so this week I, uh, I checked out why I'm no longer talking to white people about race by Rennie Edu Lodge. Yeah, so <laughs> it does seem uh, kind of an apt book to get into around about now. You know what I mean? Trying to break down the questions that are raised within it and all the different points of view. Um, 
So the gist is this, okay? A powerful and provocative argument on the role that race and racism play in modern Britain. In February 2014, Rennie Edu-Lodge wrote about her frustration with the way discussions of race and racism in Britain were constantly being led by those who weren't affected by it. She posted the piece on her blog and gave it the title, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. Her powerful, passionate words hit a nerve. The post went viral and comments flooded in from others desperate to speak up about their own similar experiences. Galvanised by this response, she decided to dig into the source of these feelings. This clear um, this clear hunger for an open discussion. The result is a searing, illuminating absolutely necessary exploration of what it is to be a person of colour in Britain today, exploring issues from eradicated black history to the political purpose of white dominance, whitewashed feminism, to the inextricable link between class and race. Rennie Edu Lodge offers a new framework for how to see, acknowledge and counter racism. Full of clear, bold and keenly felt argument, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race is a wake-up call to a nation in denial about the structural, institutional racism occurring at its heart. It is a timely, essential book by a vital new voice. So yeah, that's that's the gist of it. And um, Rennie, she uh, also narrates the audio book, which is always you know it's always a useful thing, um, because then you kind of get the full understanding of what the author meant. You know. Uh, as I say, this took me such a long time to read. Like, man, you know, usually, yeah, I'll, I'll um, get through things, I don't know, fairly, not, like, quickly, but not rush. I don't rush books. But this one, you know, because I like to, you know, get into something and then... Immerse myself in it Yo This Man I went for ages without You know going back to it Just because it was just You know it's one of those books It's just difficult It's really difficult And it's frustrating As hell And there's a reason why I picked it up you know, there's a, definitely a reason why I purchased this book. I, for the life of me, I can't remember why. Can't remember why. Because I know <laughs> the reason it took me so long, because I, I just didn't want to read it. I just, I just, it, I got so frustrated. So frustrated. And, um, yeah, that's why I, I avoid this kind of stuff. 
a lot of the time because I know it's going to put me in a bad mood. And that's not because it's a bad book. But, you know, you, you, you read the stuff in it. And, yeah, you just like, yeah, this, nothing has changed. Like, nothing has changed. And I don't know if things will change. And also, like, you come across things and arguments that you're just like, but why? You know what I mean? Like, why? Like, um, think I but I believe it was in a part of the book that talked about, like, uh, the Stephen Lawrence murder. And I think it was, like, um, a, a university uh, was doing some research. I think it was that a university was doing some research to look at, I think, findings of the case or something, 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 right? And a professor, he then discovered that I think people weren't taking it as seriously. And some of the responses were just like the the responses. Yes, because it was a research into the police. And I think he was just like, oh, yeah. And the responses showed (laughs) clearly that there was racism. But. He didn't, the guy didn't, you know, do anything with it because by, you know, he's like, oh, but it was meant to be anonymous research and, oh, I can't disclose the sources of, and it's just like, look, I get it, but that's not helpful. It's not helpful because... The, the racist people were still there, still there in something where just shouldn't, they shouldn't be. You can't have racist people working in the police, right? And I think this past weekend has shown why, you know, the death of George Floyd shows why you shouldn't have racism in institutions like the police. But this guy didn't want to disclose his sources because he thought, oh, I'm a researcher and I can't. And it's just like, that's all well and good. But you know what I mean? Your high horse, your your silence will then damn others. And, yeah, it's stuff like that that just frustrates me, you know? (sighs) I think another thing with the book is, you know, whenever you talk to people about these kind of things, it's from their point of view, right? Which is always fair, because that's the only way you can write about things. But not everyone is going to have exactly the same, uh, you know, thinking about it. Like, there's one part where, um, you know, she talked about uh, James Bond. And 
there was a point where, um, you know, I think word came that Daniel Craig wasn't going to be Bond anymore. Or was it, maybe it was just before Craig was appointed. And there was word that Idris Elba, you know, his name came up. And an author, a famous author, was just like, mm, you know, I, yeah, I don't think... Elba is, I think, because I think his thing was, oh, Elba's a bit too street, or something, like, what he said was stupid, now, my thing is, I don't want a black James Bond, I don't want a black James Bond, and the reason is, and I think, I feel I've said this several times in the past on this, uh, you know, podcast, but, not because I don't think, you know, a black secret agent is a good idea. But James Bond was a white guy. That's in the fabric of the character. And it's an old character. He's been around for friggin' decades. I don't want, like, just, oh, a black version of that. If we're talking, because end of the day, right, a, a black secret agent ain't going to be able to go everywhere. It's, it's just simple understandings, right? Now, if you want to bring someone in, I'd say do another double O. We've already, I think Sean Bean played a double O six, right? So bring in a, you can have a black character as a 005 or whatever number you want to do and he can help bond on some missions right you can have him in a few films now if the reaction is strong spin it off spin it off have its own franchise but i don't want a Black version of this and a black version of that and a black. It's when people were like, "Oh, have a black," you know, when they were changing Doctor Who. It's time for a black Doctor Who. And it's like, I just no, do a separate character. When they introduce Alex Kingston as you know the Doctor's wife, that was incredible for me, because we got to see. I mean, like this. Great, strong-ass character As something new I mean, it wasn't a Oh, it's a female doctor It's a black doctor No, it was a new character It was something new Interesting, powerful and great And it stood on its own two feet And that's what I want You know, that's what I want And it was just like She also, Rennie also mentioned the stuff around um, Harry Potter, right? And Hermione, a black woman was cast as Hermione in the play. And people were against that. Now, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's necessarily a racist thing to say, mm, Hermione's not black. And the reason is, when you look at the way J.K. Rowling writes her characters, 
all the ethnic characters in the book, they're, it's always made very, very clear that they are. You're very clear. Like, um, Chu, is it Chu? The, the, the Chinese girl, Carrie Dates. It's the name, very different. You know what I mean? It's just derivative name. And it is emphasized over and over again that she's Chinese. You had the black guy that commentated the Quidditch games. Again, it is, it is said numerous times he's black. Like, that's what she did. So, to to have then, you know, Hermione and be like, oh, no, I mean, it's never mentioned. Oh, I, you know, I Hermione could have been. No, Hermione could not have been black. And, like, there's a thing that says, like, oh, and she was, you know, maybe it's the fact that, she, you know, she had to try even harder than everyone else and blah, blah, blah. No, that doesn't mean, oh, she was black and we just didn't know. She was never black. She was never black in a book. And it's just like, look at the writing, that says it all. Now, Rowling can make up whatever shit she wants after the fact. But she was never back in the book. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's fair for people to be like, look, the character was this. Just show it like this. And I think you can say that without being racist. Right? Now, not to say that racist people weren't saying she should be white. Right? Just not everyone that says it is racist. Now, the people that were that were upset that John Boyoga was a um a star trooper in Star Wars and was saying that, you know, black people shouldn't be stormtroopers. Now that's racist as fuck. <laughs> that's a different thing. But there's nowhere saying that, you know. The stormtroopers were all, you know, white. So to to get pissed off and irate that an ethnic character is playing a stormtrooper, that's straight up racist. That's racist as fuck. So yeah, there's a, a, a I mean, there's a different understanding on certain things, but that's my take on it, right? So someone else can have a different take, and that's fine. I'm not going to go to them. You can't have that opinion. How dare you? You know? So it, 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 it's that. The, the, there was a few things in the book that I came across. You know, they, they're just easy examples to kind of throw out there. And, and have people to, uh, you know, just understand. Um, yeah. You know, there's like. I don't know, talks with, like, Nick Griffin and stuff like that, and it's just, like, those were always ever going to go one way, you know, there's certain things that you can talk about, and there's certain people that you can talk to, and they are never going to change, right, I think at one point she talks, Rennie talks about the fact that, um, you know, at first, she didn't 
believe in the uh, in the scheme where you know so so many black people have to be interviewed for jobs right and her mum explained it to her and then she was just like okay so she ticked the box and she that's how she got one of her jobs right which is you know and then she's like yeah so now i think yeah i understand the scheme but my thing with the whole ticking the box and everything like that it's it's a weird situation right because in an idol world, we shouldn't have to, you know, then there's the, uh, you know, but then you know that <laughs> if it, if certain things aren't there, people aren't getting interviews, you know, I remember as a kid going for uh, two Saturday jobs where I'd got the job, right, but I had to go and sign forms, and when I turned up and they saw me, then suddenly the job doesn't exist. But what can you do, right? And then there's other things where you'll go, the amount of times I've been for interviews. And it's been a, re- it's been a really good interview. Now, you, like, it get, there's a point where you know, you know what's a good interview and what isn't, Right? I think if you're honest with yourself, you can break it down and go, no, I wasn't very good. I dropped the ball that time. Or, yeah, that was good. And they will say it was a great interview and that you covered every single thing and all of this. And then you get the feedback, right? You didn't get the job. And the feedback is so dishonest. So dishonest, like you didn't answer any of the questions and blah blah blah, and it's just like everything was answered. Everything was, what is going on, right? And so with those ones, even though, right, you tick the box, you get an interview, but you're not getting the job, or. <laughs> the a, a great situation to find yourself in. You get the job, but the you know the people didn't really want you, but they had to employ you because of quotas and the like. Your life is then a misery. It's a misery. You know you're not getting any support. You're not getting help. Like, people are just rude. It's shit. But there's nothing you can do about it. Like, I have complained about racism in the workplace on numerous occasions. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. I've been at places where it's a known fact that certain managers are racist. No one does anything. They they get to keep their job. And that's the issue, right? That's the issue. And it's just... Ugh. It's terrible. It's irritating. It's frustrating. But what can you do, right? What can you do? Uh, you know, there's a, there's, I think there's a lot of talk in, in this book that... Yeah, people that 
don't understand the subject, right? I mean, yeah, that it can open things up for them. And they can go, oh, I didn't get that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. All of that. But, yeah, for me, it's just, it's just frustration. It's just frustration. Because it's like you go through it every day and nothing's changing. You know? I I think a big thing is people aren't supporting each other. <laughs> like that's that's huge. People aren't conf- supporting each other. Like people will keep their heads down if they see something happen because they don't want you know, they don't want to lose their situation, you know? No one wants to get, you know, made redundant, sacked. So if there's a racist incident and there's another black person in the office. A lot of times they won't say a thing because they don't want the spotlight on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? That happened in my first, no, sorry, my second office job. Second office job, shit went down. That in a Saturday job, that happened too. They, you know, the company went on a purge. Got rid of all the black guys that worked there, and every like a few. There was a couple of black girls still there, and they were scared as fuck, because it was just like I can't lose my job. I need this money, you know, and it puts people in a weird situation, right? It's a, there's a lot of that happening, or you know, someone's in a company and they're working, and. Yeah, they don't want anyone else in there because it's just like, you know, I'm comfortable. I'm I'm filling their quota. I don't need you rocking the boat. You know, so they will fuck you. <laughs> so you're out and they get to keep that, you know, that spot. There's a, there's so much of that. So, yeah. The, the, like, look, as I said... If you don't understand race, right? If you, you know what I mean? If you haven't come across racism yourself, yeah, read this book. Because it, it will open your eyes to certain things. But, you know, when you're on the front line, it's just, I don't know, it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating, but, um, yeah, I don't know, it depends on your point of view, right, that's the big thing, it depends on your point of view, and, uh, yeah, how you see these things, but, um, you know, the book is there, it's a resource for people, right, uh, and, you know, she does... She does break things down in a clear to understand way. You know, she she writes well. So, yeah. Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race by Rennie Edu Lodge. I would say pick up the audible, audible version, you know, just because then, yeah, you get to hear everything in her own voice. And that's a good thing, alright, so uh, yeah, 
there it is, people. Uh, go check it out if that feels like something you um, want to and need to hear. Okay, people. So, um, yeah, I think that's it, right? I think we come to the end of an episode. Um, you know, I don't know. Not really. Uh, I think we're just gonna bounce. You know what I mean, leave the TV news for another week. All right. But uh, yo, people. Keep safe, you know what I mean? And, yo, let's just fucking try to change shit, right? Let's try and do that at least. Come out of this motherfucking lockdown with a few positives. Alright, next week, alright? Peace.